0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV.
2: Welcome in. This Wednesday edition, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCrady, Clark Ford studio here with you this morning. The uh, final couple days prior to the college football season, beginning with week zero. Definitely last Wednesday without uh, games to preview, games to review, and more. Ole Miss starts its season in 10 days against the Troy Trojans here in Oxford, Bottoming Way Stadium. 3 o'clock start time for that. So, some, some different things with you today. A little football, some other stuff as well. Some things we're not even aware of yet. But we'll uh, get that to you over the next hour and change on a podcast brought to you a single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Remember to download the Exxon mobile app you do that you get a thousand bonus points and ten dollars off right there at the pump you're even using it at the time if you'd like to use it that way a little break on gas prices there for you with the oxford exxon and all those blue sky locations throughout mississippi lunch specials 569 two sides bread 32 ounce drinks and more and, again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. They're on Highway 25 South. Corey wants to be your truck guy, wants to be your car guy, and he will take care of you. So give him a call in business hours. He'll get back with you, start your car, truck buying process there at Clark Ford in
3: Amory. Again, 662-257-1900. I'm taping a couple of interviews later today for our shows tomorrow. They'll join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. A great place to grab a burger, a po'boy, an appetizer. Stop by, grab a beer, have a cocktail when you come to town. Rafters on the Square, also Rafters in New Albany, and still a couple of weeks to go for our Rafters on the Water out at Sardis. You can grab a margarita, a beer, and uh, enjoy a couple of final summer weekends at uh, Sardis.
2: So, you and I, probably different enough in age, we've got different thoughts, or at least where we know him from, what are your, uh, what's kind of your memories, how did Lynn Dawson come into your life, he passes away last night?
3: NFL films.
2: I'd um, say inside the NFL is where he he is he is the voice of NFL film. I mean, uh, sorry, inside the NFL to me.
3: Yeah, I mean, I just know him from his old highlights. I mean, he was before my time. I mean, I I knew who he was, and I, I mean, I associated him with the Chiefs, but I didn't, I didn't grow up watching him play. I mean, the quarterbacks <laughs> of the quarterbacks of my childhood are Burt Jones, of course, because Burt was from Ruston. Um. Typical a cool nickname he was the rustin rifle okay and bert was really cool like you'd see him out and about he was a pretty normal guy um roger stallback terry bradshaw um jim plunkett dan pastorini uh joe theisman jim hart those are the guys Like I remember. I remember Phil Sims when he was a young quarterback with the Giants, mm-hmm. you know, and they were kind of like this interesting team because I just hated the Cowboys. And so I cheered for whoever was in their division, like Ron Jaworski and the Eagles. <laughs> when they played the Cowboys, I was all Eagles. Um, Did you actually have a hatred for them, or was it just because everybody else liked them? No, I didn't. <laughs> There were people that I went to school with who were big Cowboys fans who I thought were pretty obnoxious about it. Okay. And so I cheered against them. As a kid, I really liked the Oilers. Well, I, they were cool. The, well, and, and, you know, I had an uncle. My Uncle George was a big Houston guy, and he was a big Oilers guy. And and so I I cheered for, I cheered for them. I had the Love You Blue shirt. Yeah. All that stuff. And it was so frustrating that they just couldn't get past the Steelers. And then there were a lot of Steelers fans in Ruston because of Terry Bradshaw went to Tech. So there was a lot of that. But I liked I liked the Colts. I was a I was a big Burt Jones guy. Burt was cool. That was that was cool when you got to see the guy who was the quarterback for the Colts right now, like in your town. What's well, a good point? Hanging out at the swimming pool with his family. That was pretty cool. I mean he was a legend in my eyes, you know. I assume he mostly got left alone. Yeah. Sure, I mean, they were from Ruston. His dad was a, um, his dad, Dub, who I assume has, has passed away. I don't know that. I, mean, I hope not, but um, he was a a house builder, home builder, carpenter kind of person. See, him, he kept working. He was a normal guy, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Well, it's one of the things that I saw when I was going through Lynn Dawson's bio and just kind of his history and familiarizing myself because I figured we would at least mention it today. Talk about a different time. He was an NFL quarterback and was running a TV station in in town at the same time. He was actually doing some on-camera work and different things. Kind of like Sam Malone. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was actually, like, doing, doing stuff. It wasn't even just whatever. I mean, it was it was kind of what his what his career was. Um, Yeah, he was the sports director, of all things, at KMBC-TV in Kansas City while still playing for the Chiefs in 1966. Oh, wow. How about that? Yeah. Stepped down from anchoring on a nightly basis in 2009, how so long he did it in Kansas City. Oh, wow.
3: hmm Feels like that would have been a conflict of interest in 66, but
2: from you know. 77 to 2001 he hosted HBO's inside the NFL and obviously was an analyst a lot of other stuff or whatever finally he was enshrined in the Chiefs Hall of Fame in 79 and the NFL Hall of Fame sometime in the 80s i don't have the year in front of me you know we, we we talk about this every time that whether they pass away or just one of these old quarterbacks comes into the news a little bit and we we obviously know it was a different game but It is the one position in the one sport where you literally can't do anything across eras because the game was so different. The size of the people were so different. There's literally no way. You were good for who you competed against, and that was it. Because you look at Lynn Dawson here. He's an an NFL or Pro Football Hall of Famer. He was in the AFL or the NFL because of the whole merger thing from 57 until 75. So we're talking about a long career, 18 years, whatever it was. Steelers, 57 to 59, Browns, 60, 61, and then Dallas Texans who became the Kansas City Chiefs from 62 to 75. Um, That long of a career, career passing yards, 28,711. In 18 seasons. Yeah, it's a totally different game. 239 touchdowns, 183 interceptions.
3: Yeah, just a...
2: Come- Barely double-digit
3: touchdowns per season. Yeah. Well, back then you ran the football. It was no, I mean, high-flying. I mean, you know, Bill Walsh and... I mean, that was kind of the beginning of that. The pass-happy offenses. Tyler and I were talking about this yesterday on McCready and Siski. It, it's still a fairly new phenomenon that it's the wide receivers that are getting the huge contracts and not running backs. We were talking about the Bengals, you know, specifically, are going to have some contract issues in the next few years because Burrow is going to demand a tremendous amount of money, and so is Jamar Chase. And they'll have a decision to make, likely, likely between T. Higgins and Joe Mixon. And it's right now today a pretty easy decision. You go with Higgins because you can always find another running back.
2: It's the way the offense is set up, and it's also durability.
3: Running backs are not in the league very long, so you're never giving a long-term deal to a running back. And then even with the receivers now, because all the colleges are playing these wide-open passing attacks, the receivers are more NFL-ready coming out of college. And so when a receiver hits 30, you start looking for his replacement, which is another reason you pay the quarterbacks more and more and more is because the quarterbacks have durability that nobody else has. The league protects quarterbacks. As it should. Those are the money makers. That's we all identify franchises with quarterbacks. You don't want. Nobody wants to go to a Bengals Cowboys game and Joe Burrow and Dak Prescott aren't playing. You want to see those guys. That's one of the reasons you're there. I, just a
2: neat NFL tidbit that I was ne- not not aware of, um, and I don't know how the draft worked or whatever happened or the trades or whatnot or what. I mean, I'm sure obviously he he chose them at some point, but. I was reading one, Dawson, during the recruiting process when he was going out of high school, he had to choose between Ohio State University and Purdue. Um, And he says, while he was reluctant to take over Woody Hayes' split T offense with the Buckeyes. The reason he selected Purdue stemmed from the rapport he had established with an assistant coach that began a friendship that lasted more than a half century, Hank Stram, who was an assistant at Purdue at the time, and obviously ended up becoming the Chiefs guy for 15 years or whatever and won the Super Bowl. Didn't Hank
3: Stram coach the Saints at one point?
2: I don't know. I can find out really, really quickly. He did nineteen sixty seventy six, seventy seven. I thought so. That is correct. As an as an assistant, though. Okay. No, 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 no. Head coach. Yeah, here okay. I'm wrong. Yeah, he was. So he was an assistant at Purdue, an assistant at SMU, an assistant at Notre Dame, an assistant at Miami Hurricanes, and then the head coach of the Chiefs from sixty to seventy four, and the Saints from seventy six and seventy seven. Okay. So yes. Because my memory about the
3: Saints as a kid was He went 4-10 and 3-11 and, three and 11 in his two seasons in New Orleans. Yeah, I can remember like elementary school people saying we, we should cheer for the Saints. And I just remember thinking, but they're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't win ever. No. And, I mean, they were literally – when I was a kid, it was just like it felt like it was just Archie Manning and these people. Like, well, it just, didn't
2: feel like it. It was.
3: And so the way the YMCA flag football worked is you sort of, it was kind of zoned by elementary schools. One elementary school would have a team and we'd play teams from other elementary schools. And like all the other teams were um, like the Steelers or the Cowboys or whatever. And I remember they were going to make us the Saints and we decided that we weren't going to be the Saints. We changed our name to the Panthers. (laughs) Did you really? We did. <laughs> there were no Panthers. There were, at the time, there yeah. were no Panthers. Yeah. Now it's, we, it turns out we were clairvoyant. Oh, God. Because the Saints were just so bad. Well, why do we want to be them? How come they get to be the Steelers and the Cowboys? and <sighs> We got to be the Saints. Why can't we be somebody else?
2: Look, the Saints started in 1967 they did not even have a break-even season until 1979. Yeah, they lost every year until 1979, and they went eight and eight in 79.
3: That was Ricky Jackson and those guys in uh, uh, 79. That, that's that, a little early. Was yeah, that Chuck Muncie. Yeah,
2: that's one. early. Okay. Jackson was in the 80s because the, the the Dome Patrol was late 80s, early 90s when okay. they had the linebackers. <clears throat> the Saints again started in 67, their first winning season as a franchise was in 1987. Yeah.
3: They lost 20 straight seasons. Yeah. It was hard to beat. That's why when the Saints became a really good team and people were like, you should cheer for the Saints because of your Louisiana roots, I felt guilty. I, I still to this day can't do it because of that. I you feel a, like you're bandwagoning. Yeah, I have a soft spot for them. I was happy when they won the, the Super Bowl, but I can't, like, declare myself a fan. It just feels like that's just totally jumping on a bandwagon because it is. You
2: get a little bit of a tie in. Oh, I mean I get a lot of a tie in because yeah, I'm fine, a Louisiana guy. You're fine if you wanted to, to do that. Yeah, I mean I I grew up there. Yeah, I think you're okay if you had chosen, but I am aware that you did not uh did not do that. Um, somebody asked about the NFL schedule. No, the NFL's doing the same thing they've always done. They open up with Buffalo and Los Angeles on September the eighth. The week after the the college football season, college football week one begins, and then the full slate of games is not until September 11th. No, they're not they're not starting their NFL season on Labor Day. That's it's 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 when they always do. They always give college football that
3: first weekend. Yeah, and then they go. Well, and they look the NFL smarter than college football. They have they use December as the regular season, which is what college football should do too. I mean, college football stops. Some some teams stop the third week of November. I realize it's an academic calendar. Well, it's two things. It's academic calendar, and it's because
2: people have time off that they can go spend money at ball games because sure. you get the holidays. Sure, but I mean, you're probably, not going to have holidays be off and then take off the third week right. of January. I'm
3: just saying, from a practical standpoint, the NFL has it right. Yeah, sure. They wait until another week into September. Let the let the weather cool off just a little bit, and then they play the final weekend of the seasons that new year's new year's day weekend that's from a calendar standpoint smart and then they own january with the playoffs i
2: was just kind of glancing at it I and mean, we're not doing it today i'm not worried about that but the first week of the nfl season without any kind of like tie-ins of a team i'm crazy about there's only two or three games I even am really, really interested in. It's it's sort of a bum first week. Because, I mean, you got that great Thursday night game with Buffalo in the Rams. Yeah, it's an awesome I mean, Everybody's game. in there. Who else you got? Um, New Orleans, Atlanta. No. no. I mean, I'm a Saints fan, but no. But not really. 49ers, Bears. Nope. Uh-uh. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Yes, not...
3: I am. You are. For sure. A lot of interest in Pittsburgh. But they're not going to be good. I don't know. Defensively, they're going to be really good. Okay. I'll give you that one. Okay. Philadelphia, Detroit. No, Mm, I don't know. The the hard knocks thing has made me at least interested in the Lions. Detroit, I think because of the coach, Dan Campbell, Mm -hmm. is suddenly interesting to me. Okay. He's freaking fantastic. Like, if this thing doesn't work out, he can just go be a motivational speaker.
2: I am a touch interested on uh, New
3: England-Miami. Oh, I'm more than a touch because I think New England's slipping – and I think Miami has a absolute ton of pressure on it this year. Well,
2: it does have pressure. There's no doubt about yeah. that. To have, to have a coach that's so new, too, it's a weird dynamic yeah. there. On, There's just on a lot the, of
3: stuff there. Yeah.
2: Jacksonville, Washington, no. No. Cleveland, Carolina, no.
3: Uh, just the Baker Mayfield. But you're reaching. You're, you're, it's not a, hey, I'm really into this oh, game no. from two teams who are. No, but I'm intrigued enough that if that's on the TV, I'm keeping an eye on it. Sure. Yeah. We'll, which we can do that with most NFL
2: games most weeks. I can yeah, find sure. something but if that, I'm looking for it. But forward.
3: that's more than just a little bit. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I mean, I, part of me wonders if Baker Mayfield plays well if he looks over at the other side like, ha-ha. There's no doubt about that. And I don't blame him. No, I don't either, actually.
2: Indianapolis, Houston. No. No. Giants, Titans. I'm interested in the Titans. I'm not interested in the Giants. Yeah, I mean. So, no. Green Bay at Minnesota. Not really. Not really. Kansas City at Arizona, yes. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm very interested.
3: For sure, it's a good game.
2: Uh, Raiders Chargers, very. Oh yeah, yeah, for
3: sure. I'm in. Uh, Anytime Justin Herbert's on TV, I'm watching.
2: And it. I guess this is a good game. I, I, I overlooked this one. Uh, your night game on su- Sunday night is Bucks Cowboys. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I thought I thought I get the Russell Wilson angle, but I hate the Monday night game of Broncos and Seahawks.
3: Yeah, I mean, the Wilson angle. I see why they did it, but I yeah. got no interest. Seattle, I think just has a chance to be so bad. I mean, they're going to suck. And I'm not sold that Denver's going to be all that good. I mean, we're doing this Russell Wilson thing, like Russell Wilson comes in and turns them into a Super Bowl contender and I'm just not ready to go there. I mean, I, I If you told me they finished 4th in their division, I'd buy it. It's a tough division. I mean, that division's a We got the bear. Chiefs Got the Chargers and the Raiders and the Raiders. They're all good. Derek Carr's really good. Doesn't get credit for being really good. And now he's got weapons. I mean, the Raiders are a sneaky. Like, you want to take a a, a a Vegas. You're in Vegas. You want to put a little money on a team that could be sneaky. The Raiders are one. You might get really good odds there. They've got a shot.
2: Because all you need is the, it not to be time for the Chargers and the Chiefs to fall back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and the That's Chiefs it.
3: the Chiefs could fall back a little bit, and the Chargers, despite being as talented as they are at quarterback, haven't quite done it yet. Yeah, but well, I mean, I mean, and the Chargers would be an interesting pick because Herbert they are yeah. Herbert is good enough that if he makes another jump from year two to year three, he might become sort of Aaron Rodgers ish. Sure.
2: Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N E S P A R C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's nespark.com. 662 238 315959. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and more. So, again, get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662 238 3159.
3: Our friends at Blue Delta Jeans are excited to announce they'll be hosting Mustache the Band on Friday, October the 14th for the Square Jams After Party. Come out to support the Rebels on the Oxford Square Square Jams, then complete your night at the Lyric with the folks from BDJ, the world's most powerful 90s country party band. Ticket packages are on sale now. Some tickets include jeans, some don't, but all include admission to the concert and an open bar to a book, just visit bluedeltagenes.com slash afterparty, and we'll see you there. Uh, we're also brought to you by A-Stock Auctions. It's a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock Auctions start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app and name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. aStock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Want it, bid it, win it at astock.bid. Uh, We're also brought to you by myperfectfranchise.net. If you're looking to diversify, if you're looking to leave the corporate rat race to gain control of your income and schedule, myperfectfranchise.net offers the ability to create income and wealth. Let Andy Ledecky guide you through a comprehensive franchise evaluation. He has tons of franchise and business ownership experience to lean on. If you hate your job, you hate your boss, you hate the pay, you feel stuck, get in touch with Andy. It's Andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Solutions Rx is a probiotic, multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside the U.S. I've been taking uh, the prescription support for just a little while. I already feel a little bit of a difference. If you take diabetes medicine, high blood pressure medication, cholesterol medications, a lot of times they cause side effects, muscle pain, brain fog, a little energy loss. It's due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But prescription support puts those vitamins back into your body. It just makes you feel better. It takes those side effects away. SolutionsRx.com, promo code OEP at checkout, and get 10% off your first order. And we're brought to you by Holcomb Portable Buildings, 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkeem. They custom build your building to your specifications, however you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed hunting cabin or other buildings, Hawkum can accommodate you. Uh, in-house financing is available. Free delivery and set up within 75 miles of Hawkum as well. 662-226-2233 or go to com. Next weekend, people will be uh, pouring into the grove, getting started on the tailgating season. 7 South Tailgating is the way to go. You want to lock in a tailgating package for this fall, go to 7 com. Submit a request. They're currently booking single game, multi game, and full service packages, full season packages, I should say. As of right now, they still have availability for any and all services and game selections. Seven South Tailgating.com.
2: Speaking of tailgating, Johnson Hill Creamery is there to cater your tailgate. You can pair it with Seven South, get tons of things going all on at one time. They have tailgate packages for Hotty Toddy, Lock the Vault, and the Lane Train. Those feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on what you need. For your tailgating situation, everything from uh, some great condiments and sides, including the uh, the feta dip, the pepper jelly. They do great large specialty trays, including new artisanal, which you know their cheese is made in house every single day. Grazing charcuterie, sandwich trays, crudite, and plenty of uh, desserts, cookies, cookies, and brownies. They'll design it for you, set it up on your tables, and have you ready to go. So again, with Johnston Hill Creamery, call them and take care of that. That's six six two four one nine nine two zero one. Our cheese at Johnston Hill Creamery. .com The uh the Angels are for sale and it is an interesting thing. He's going to make a ton of money. Guy who has had his hand in the cookie jar for a long time. He's always screwing with stuff there. Artie Moreno. Yeah, in in, mm-hmm. in in Anaheim. And trying to sell the the second team that's currently for sale, the Nationals are for sale as well. Yeah. Um but when you look at the Angels You have whatever you got to do with Otani coming up, 2023 free agent, keep him, don't keep him, trade him, whatever you're doing. They've had a stadium issue because of some lawsuits and stuff. I mean, that thing's all over the place. And then they're also currently being sued right now because of Tyler Skaggs' death. So I guess my point is you can't – he can't really just sell the team and then be out of liability on Skaggs, even though it's obviously not a personal lawsuit against him,
3: right? That's right. I – To me, the Angels become a real interesting story because of the stadium situation. I don't know if you've been out to that stadium. Never been there. Um, I was there, I guess, two, three years ago. It's nothing special. It's outdated. It's, It's in Orange County. It's a hall from L.A., And to get there during drive time is just a nightmare. Um, They haven't won. I almost wonder if that's the team that somebody buys, builds a stadium in the desert with a retractable roof, and moves them to Vegas. Ooh. I mean... Baseball people think a team is going to Vegas. That's interesting. They've got the L.A. market. The Angels are just secondary to the Dodgers, and they always will be. I mean, there's already talk about Otani. Would Otani go to the Dodgers? What makes this interesting is that now, if you're Shohei Otani and you have this unstable franchise suddenly, do you force a trade this winter? Because he could. And if you're the Angels and you think he's going to walk. Well, the answer is yes, right? You, you have to trade him, sure. Sure. It, listen, this, this has a chance to be a really interesting winter in Major League Baseball. No one will notice it because they're completely off the radar. But there are a lot of free agents, a lot of big-name free agents. Um, you now have the Padres figuring out what, what in the world they're going to do with Fernando Tatis Jr. And then you have this Otani thing the biggest name in the game and if you're the angels at this point if you're mike trout at this point do your people call the angels and go get us out want to go somewhere else want to go back to philadelphia play home i don't know there's a lot of stuff that's out there and the angels are now a big part of it because their their roster is a disaster and they've got this scags thing hanging over them that could be huge could be crippling financially
2: you nor I, if we were an owner, would pay anywhere near what the value will be for Mike Trout at this point
3: of his career. No. Be terrified because of his body and the fact that his age has a three in the front of it. Yeah, If I'm going right. to throw a bunch of money at a 30-something-year-old, I'm going to throw it at Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, it's a pitcher. It's yeah. him, actually, yes. Yeah, it's it's him. It's two years and
2: write Fra- your check. Frankly,
3: I'd throw money at Carlos Rodon before I threw money at Mike Trout. That's interesting.
2: I'm not going to talk about it here, but if you have interest in it, The Athletic has a pretty good story on how the other sports other than football are impacted by UCLA and USC's move to the Big Ten and kind of what the logistics of that look like. Um, oh. If you feel the need, again, I'm not worth time on the podcast, but I know that is of interest to people. So it is, uh, it is there. i kind got to go a couple of baseball things and we'll move on. See, there's a new book coming out about the uh, the Astros and the sign stealing and all the different stuff there. Evan Drellich writing a book on that. And uh, the book will point out that, and this is a duh, but that former Astros GM, Jeff Linnell, he permanently deleted data from his phone prior to handing it over to investigators. You're kidding. I know we're all really shocked by that. Uh, I'm, apparently st- the, you know, I'm stunned. You know, that happens all the time except for one instance that I'm aware of. So, I mean, that... There's nothing about that is shocking, but it, it's almost more shocking. Goes, hey, explosive stuff in the book. It's like, what? Yeah, he deleted the messages. Oh, really? Shocked? No. <laughs> Stunning.
3: <laughs> I mean, he'd been an idiot not to delete the messages, right? The problem is that the other side has the messages are two way. There's clouds and things, and yeah. Is there a more tainted title? Like in any sport ever, yeah. Because the Astros' title is tainted. It feels
2: like public perception; they have moved on. Nobody cares well, anymore. What's because
3: the, our news cycle so short? Yeah.
2: It feels like they're just a baseball team again. There for a year or two. They were the grimy, no, we hate yeah. you, let's all root against you.
3: Well, now they kind of have some really cool stories. Like Justin Verlander, what he's doing at his it's age is, is incredible.
2: Verlander is really hard to hate.
3: I like Verlander. I mean, I'm jealous of him. Well, sure. But I don't You're hate
2: envious. Him. You don't need him to lose it, but yes.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, envious is yeah. the right word. Sure. Who wouldn't be? He's done all right in life. Yeah, I mean he's he's Andy Roddick a little bit. And He's fighting father time as well as a baseball player can at yeah. this point. I mean, he's every every outing he's kind of Billy Chapel out there. Because <laughs> Verlander doesn't look like the modern pitcher anymore because no, he's sure not. Too. I mean, you know, it's. I mean, look, he's in great shape, but he's not like you see some of these cats, like the dude throwing a hundred and one, and. That guy, when he takes his shirt off, is a Greek god. Yeah, sure. Verlander probably looks like a pretty normal, fit guy. Yeah. You know, but I'm going to bet Verlander's not, like, ripped abs. Just, you know, looks like a pretty normal dude. And getting it done. Reinvented himself after Tommy John.
2: No, the Astros, without that, frankly, would be kind of fun. Yeah. Or wouldn't be kind of, they are. They would, they well, would they're be, a they're, fun they're, team. I mean, I saw, them,
3: I saw them earlier this summer in person. They're were they were, they're fun to watch. they got a lot of talent. Good young players. I like Minute Made, okay. It's fine. Unique part. By the way, all these people in the thread, and I'm with them, yeah. I th- I think this idea that Major League Baseball can't go to Nashville because of surrounding teams, I th- I, th- I think that ship has sailed. You don't think that matters anymore? I think they could absolutely go to Nashville, and I think Nashville would support a team. Nashville's such a convention city now. People go there. I don't think ma- – Even
2: baseball, it takes 162.
3: Yeah, I don't think – do. 81 times. I think Nashville and, and Las Vegas make more sense than Oakland and, and Anaheim. People in Southern California have other things to do in the summer. than I mean, the weather's nice at night. Well, they have the Dodgers. And they already have the Dodgers and the Padres. I mean, from Anaheim to San Diego is an hour and a half.
2: Nashville, you've got Cincinnati, Atlanta.
3: But it's four hours from Nashville to Cincinnati. Carson and I have made that trip. Nashville's the halfway point from here to Cincinnati. Yeah. When you get to Nashville, you're halfway there. Nashville to Atlanta is it's close, but it's not exactly a day trip for people. No, it's tucked into a little corridor there. That and, Sure. And it's booming. Vegas is booming. Those two places, as long as you put a retractable roof on the stadium, makes sense. And you've got lots of people that are in and out of there for convention. They're there for entertainment. They're both kind of entertainment centers in different ways. Vibrant downtowns. Makes tons of sense. Tons of sense. Yeah, and Wade's right. He says, I I would say Charlotte before Nashville. Major League Baseball is looking hard at Charlotte. I just don't get it. You don't get Charlotte. Not really. Because of what? Well, they already have an NFL team. They already have a, um, they have a, a basketball team. They don't really have an NHL team because that's in a different part of the state. But I don't know. Just Nashville feels more vibrant today to me than Charlotte. In fairness, I haven't been to Charlotte in a while. But when I went to Charlotte, it never felt like, oh, this would support 81 home dates. And in fairness, a lot of places that have baseball now don't support 81 well, home no. dates. Well, no, that's, it's become less important by the day. I mean, Tampa doesn't support 81 home dates. Cincinnati doesn't support 81 home dates.
2: Well, frankly, very few do. I
3: mean, the markets that do. The ones that
2: do are like 10.
3: I mean, it's St. Louis, Chicago. I mean, the Cubs suck, and they're still drawing 30-something thousand a day. Yeah, New York. New Boston, York, whatever. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Boston, of course.
2: And the Braves right now but that's not a consistent thing depending on how, no matter what they do.
3: I don't know. The Braves, did, the Braves have been smart the last few years. They, they absorbed the heat of getting out of Turner Field, which was a dump in a bad part of town, and they moved to where their fans are. And they surrounded it with that battery area that I still haven't been to. I'd like to go to it, but I've read about it and talked to people about it, and they've made their games more fun. Braves games at Turner Field were not fun.
2: No, they and not frankly, about
3: the seventh inning, you started thinking about, hey, should I leave? Sure. And where they are now, it's, it looks fun. You want the games to be fun. That's what you know. Like when the Cubs did all that stuff around Wrigley to make it kind of more more stuff to do than just baseball. It made a game there more fun. Made it more expensive, but it made it more fun. <clears throat> so I don't know. I think you could. You could do that in downtown Nashville. I mean, one of the reasons that the hockey games are so popular there, beyond the fact that they do a really good job with marketing the hockey team, but is that there's so many restaurants and bars and stuff right there within quick walking distance of Bridgestone. When you go to the SEC tournament, you see it. It's like, oh, man, you can be at any number of bars and restaurants within 100 yards. Well, that makes it fun. makes it an event. You can go to a bar at 5.30, have a couple of beers, then go to the game. And if you're waiting for the traffic to clear out, you can go to a bar afterwards. Let the traffic clear out, then you Uber back to your house, and a fun night was had by all. Easy. Yeah.
2: It's, uh, baseball is not moving very fast on this at all, but I do think we're f- – Five years from some movement,
3: with I mean not Nashville,
2: but just yeah, like with considerable. Hey, yeah, here, well, I think, here, I mean, here, I, th- here. I
3: think the the Oakland A's are the. Oh, I mean, I mean it's, any any day now, awful. Yeah, it's not. It's not salvageable. No, it's over. Yeah, and if you've been out there, why would anyone go to an A's game when you could go to a game at, with at, where the Giants play, which is so convenient? You've got public transportation that takes you right into all the bars and restaurants forget all the politics of San Francisco and stuff it's you know it's it's a it's a beautiful park sure right there on the water just makes sense and Oakland's out there in the coliseum completely across the bay and this doesn't it doesn't it's not that big old stadium that was built for football just doesn't make sense i mean the raiders left and they're not going back the warriors left and they're not going back why do the A's stay? So if you're Major League Baseball, don't you take the A's and go, let's, we need to move you. Because I don't think Major League Baseball can afford to have a lot of dead franchises right now.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
3: You need more vibrant franchises. Move it to Vegas and see what happens. Move it to Nashville and see It can't be worse. I mean, that's what you're assured of, is it won't be worse than it is in Oakland. Sure. I mean, hell, there's mediocre college programs that draw better than the Oakland A's. Mm-hmm. No, it's horrid. I mean, the A's look at a game in Starkville or Oxford or uh, Fayetteville or Baton Rouge and go, we'd kill for that. <laughs> I'm totally serious. <laughs> Thirteen thousand people. Yeah, we'd, that'd be good.
2: Yeah, I'm pulling it up now. I'm just kind of curious. Attendance. Um, yeah, Oakland is averaging nine thousand three hundred and sixty-four
3: people at a game right now, and that includes the players and the staff and the vendors and. Yeah, I mean, duh. counting people by twos. Speaking of the fact that when you walk into Oakland, they go, oh, "You count twice."
2: There are one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are nine franchises that average fewer than 20,000 people per game.
3: Yeah. Nine. Yeah. that's a pro- So a third that,
2: of your league. That's a problem.
3: Ish. And so if you can fix two or three of those and change those numbers, don't you have to do it?
2: And now most of these are stable in their, in their markets, but nonetheless. From the bottom, Oakland, Miami, Tampa, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore. Cincinnati and Arizona are all under
3: twenty thousand. Yeah,
2: Arizona, right there at it nineteen thousand eight hundred. Yeah, you know, there's been heat on the
3: Orioles for a little while. I do think that to, will to move hit. them, I think they're going to be okay. But yeah. Baltimore, at one point, was the team that people talked about moving to Nashville. And if
2: you're over twenty, you're fine. Yeah, sure. Everybody else is fine.
3: Well, yeah, I mean the Cardinals, Cubs, Phillies, those kinds of organizations, they're good.
2: Dodgers, Cardinals, Yankees, Braves, Padres are your top five in attendance per game. Yeah.
3: Dodgers averaging forty eight a night. So you got the Dodgers and the Padres surrounding the Angels. The Angels with all this why would you not move? Angels are averaging thirty one a, a night. Yeah. But still
2: thirty one. Thirteenth in the league. Cubs at tenth, tenth in the league, Boston ninth. Rockies eighth yeah. in the league. Yeah.
3: The Rockies are averaging 32-9 a night. That's a city I want to go check out. Wow. I haven't been to Denver in forever other than the airport. That's interesting. I'd like to check out Denver.
2: Rangers are a weird team, 24-4 a night. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just rambling at this point. All right, little football in a second. we did I will tell you about G&M? 662-236-2222. Let them handle all your pharmaceutical needs. If you want to transfer your medications over to G&M Pharmacy, all you have to do is make one call. They will take care of the rest. i not stay with the big box pharmacies. Go to G&M. Again, they're on South Lamar in Oxford. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer medicine. for your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. So whether it's in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs or in G&M there on South Lamar, that's
3: 662-236-2222. Still have time to get your uh, sock game ready for the first game of the season. It's deadsoxy.com, best socks you'll ever put on your feet, including a lot of the Ole Miss-themed socks that are there, Ole Miss-colored socks, that kind of thing. Deadsoxy.com, promo code Rebel Grove for 25% off your order. Speaking of getting ready for uh, the season want to make sure you got those game changer patches available. Might be pretty warm in the grove. Pour a little extra vodka in your glass. You forget, or your solo cup, I should say. Lose track of um, how much you've consumed. Game changer patches can kind of help you with the, will give you some margin for error there. They're the only two patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm up patch, use or while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. Gamechangerpatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at uh, checkout for 20% off your purchase. Automation Control Systems LLC, owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. Um, They can do a lot of things. They can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, many other manufacturers. ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Lamons Fine Jewelry is at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, serving the Oxford area for the past three quarters of a century. Wedding rings, engagement rings, watches, pearls, you name it, they've got it. They're the gold standard in fine jewelry. Lammons FineJewelry.com, 662-234-2777. We'll have hand-raised guys tomorrow night. That's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air. Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. Oxford, Tupelo, that area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. Hernando, Memphis, that area, call Southern, 662-429. 4429. Speaking of uh, getting your gear and getting ready for the football season, the College Corner is your one stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowwood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford, homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day. Largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Martin Palomo and I will have a uh, a uh, mind on my money tomorrow. That's brought to you by Pinnacle. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com.
2: Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When I always talk about taking care of your mental state, if you need a little help with that, BetterHelp can help you. If you had to take care of your car and you only had one for the rest of your life, how would you do that? That's how your brain works. Why don't you treat your brain the same way how do we care for our minds it affects our experiences in life it's also important to best time and care into keeping them healthy there's plenty of ways to do that and better help online therapy is one of those things Again, if you were towing anything from a physical standpoint, if you had a sprained ankle, if you had a break, you would take care of it immediately. Your mental health needs to work the same way. BetterHelp is an online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat-only therapy sessions. You don't have to see anyone on camera. If you don't want to, do it whatever way works best for you. It's more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So if you're a little intimidated, not sure where to start, let BetterHelp take care of you. And right now our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash mpw. That's betterhelp.com slash mpw. So Bill Barnwell, who I uh, like on ESPN, does a lot of good uh, analysis stuff. He has his, and I had it up, the five teams that he believes will decline this season in the NFL. Um, Numbers, history, he's got a lot of analytics backing it up. Again, I'm not going to give his entire story away. But the five teams that he believes will win fewer games this year than uh, than last year, and then he would fade on some over unders potentially, depending on what you get those at. The Tennessee Titans is where he starts, twelve mm-hmm. and five. It's hard to argue with that one. I kind of feel that's a possibility as well. Yeah, I could even see them not winning their division. They went seven and two in one score games last year. Yeah. Usually that's a stat, unless your Scott Frost and might just suck as a coach at the Power Five level. That it's uh, it's it's it, it's it's a telling thing yeah. in the NFL. From that standpoint. They were seven and six in those games the two years prior to that. And then okay. last year went seven and two in those uh in those games. The next team, the Green Bay Packers. Hmm. Not as high on the Packers. I'm reading a couple tea leaves here. Is this a
3: regular season thing? This is I'm a regular okay. season thing. Gotcha. They okay. went
2: thirteen and four last year. He does yeah. not believe they will match that, that they will be uh they will be down. Um <sighs> He he basically says this one's a little bit of a stretch, but he's got some reasons for, for, for thinking so along the different ways of point differentials and different things. Rodgers a year older, obviously. Um, I'm wondering if there's a path, and maybe not to win the division. I'm not saying the Packers aren't still going to be the elite team there. But it's what I find interesting about the NFC North is there's a little bit of whatever for lines to be better, as you mentioned. Yes. And the Vikings to not suck. And there's a little bit of a strain because I I know this is going to be a very controversial statement because he hasn't won enough games. But you look at the straight numbers, and like the Vikings have not—you know—they were not a bad franchise for Kirk Cousins for a long time. He was Cousins was a—it's a good quarterback. He's He's an above-average
3: quarterback. He's above average.
2: In the right place, he would have the ability. He might be the prime example of I could actually convince myself he could win at the right place. I think so. He's right there on the cusp. I mean, I've watched him torment my damn Saints
3: in playoff games. Yeah. Wilk, Kirk Cousins. The Lions problem is like, do you believe in Jared Goff? And he is not that guy. It's hard to believe in Jared Goff. No. At that level. No, Goff is a worse quarterback. Goff is, to me, just like the epitome of average. Maybe slightly below average. You just don't win in the NFL with average quarterbacks. You just don't win with them.
2: Uh, speaking of what we said, he's going the other way on this. He does not like the Las Vegas Raiders as much this year. They're 10-7 okay. and seven last year.
3: Um, okay. The division's brutal. That's the thing.
2: They had a point differential last year that if you run the analytics of a 6.9 win team, and they went 10-7. Oh.
3: Interesting. So can you get that lucky or can you get better
2: or whatever you feel? Now, last like that. year
3: they played with distractions too. I mean there was stuff. The S- Gruden thing, the Rugs thing, there was a lot of stuff.
2: He said it's not exactly a like for like comparison. because has got to play a 17th game, but they were outscored by 65 points on the season last year despite going 10 and 7. From 1989 to 2020, just 5 teams with at least 10 wins were outscored at all during the regular season, and no team was within 30 points of where the Raiders finished last season.
3: Huh. Well, that is
2: interesting. It's noteworthy. Yeah, that's definitely uh, that's definitely noteworthy. Uh let's see. I'm
3: going to guess he does bingles because of the turnover thing from last year. No, nope. Okay,
2: Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: He likes them taking a step back.
2: He does. He says yeah. one of his favorite streaks in football is Tomlin's 15 year run of avoiding a losing record. They went 500 with Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges their primary quarterbacks in 2019 but he is predicting a downturn this year uh, for the the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's
3: interesting. The Steelers, as of this morning, have still not named their starter for the opener against the Bengals, prompting some to wonder if it might be Kenny Pickett. If maybe the Steelers go, you know what? We're not going to win. He's our guy. They apparently love Pickett. They love everything they've seen from him in camp. And maybe they go, you know what? Let's let him get his lumps.
2: So here's your Steelers argument is that – a, they've got quarterback stuff. and You know what that's going to look like. They went 7-1-1 and last year, in games decided by seven points or fewer. 7-1-1. and Now, Tom a hell of a coach, but that's still a, a, a crazy stat. Now, they did win the opening week against Buffalo last year. We didn't realize how big of a win that was going to be by the end of the year. That was a huge one. But here's their other ones. Because if you deep dive this, it's actually kind of fascinating. A twenty-three twenty overtime win over the Seahawks and Geno Smith's first start. Okay, Okay, fine, whatever. A fifteen ten win over Cleveland against the Browns, in which Landry fumbled into the red zone in the in the fourth quarter. Okay. Uh, a twenty-nine twenty-seven victory over the over the Bears that it was most known for that taunting penalty that extended the drive and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff last year. I remember that. A sixteen sixteen tie with the winless Lions. A 2019 win over the injury-riddled Ravens when the Steelers dropped a two-point conversion try with 12 seconds to go. A 19-13 win over the Titans in a game in which Tennessee lost three fumbles and was stopped in the red zone in the final drive of the game. And a 16-13 overtime win over the Ravens with Tyler Huntley at quarterback in week 18. <laughs> so there were your other six Steelers one-score wins when they go 7-1-1. One, and one over the course of, uh, of the season. And then finally, and this just means they are going to absolutely suck, the Atlanta Falcons. He thinks they are far worse than their 7-10 and record from a season and, ago. And they're playing in a
3: division, Very difficult with, division with, I think, two really good teams. Because I think New Orleans is going to be really good. I think Tampa is going to be really good. And I think Charlotte, Carolina, is going to be solid. Says last season,
2: the Falcons were a terrible team with incredible luck. In Coach Arthur Smith's first season, they were outscored by 146 points, which is 8.6 points per game. No 7-win team in league history had posted a worse point differential. And while that's cheating because of the 17-game schedule, no 6-win team in league history has posted a worse differential than Atlanta's minus 146 mark either. They finished with just 4.9 expected wins, but went 7-10 and 10 in the NFL last year very anti-atlanta
3: for uh, for this season
2: I mean I look, I don't think Carolina's going to be good, but they're not going to suck
3: Atlanta. so no, no, I think Carolina's got a chance to be a 500 team, yeah a 500-ish team. So suddenly you go 0 and six in your division and then yeah. you're off and running. I mean I, I don't think Owen six in the division is out of the question for the Falcons. And frankly, the Falcons are a team that at some point should think about tanking. If you believe one of these quarterbacks is a franchise guy.
2: It rained overnight in Oxford, but it is not currently raining. But it looked like it rained pretty hard overnight. Oh, did it? Yeah, at least in my house it did. Oh. All right. You didn't notice that this morning? I didn't.
3: This means you get to mow sooner. I know. Still at that still at that phase where you're having to mow every six or seven days. Is that often? Yeah. Growing fast. So I found that kind of
2: interesting. I thought that, that was uh that was a note. Those five teams, you wanna to try to get out there, get ahead of it. If you're I'm not gonna go through these the same way, but his five teams that he believes will improve in twenty twenty two. Okay. Uh Bills, which means they're gonna be damn good if yeah. we're improving. Well, they are going to be really good. He does think the Broncos will get better, but again, better does not mean they're gonna win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson, just better. Thinks the Jags, the Lions, and
3: the Ravens will win more games. Those are his overpicks for Okay, Jags and Lions, I'm with him. Ravens, I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm not sure where this is coming from. Like, what are we doing? Is, are we just doing more of the – I'm trying to find his reasoning for the Ravens real quick.
2: He writes a lot of words. He is not at all having a problem with running I actually
3: out. like yard work too. It, it, I find it to be um, satisfying. Cutting the weeds yeah. and making the you lines. get to see. I get you, to make the lines clean. You get to see
2: the progress. Yeah, it's the in person thing of like I know people on YouTube like they get stress relief from watching the power washing videos. You get to see the yeah the driveway clean yeah. and get it all neat and tidy yeah.
3: and and whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't. The only thing I hate about yard work is when the the tr- trimmer wire when you run out and you've got to replace it and you have to stop and put more line in and all that stuff.
2: They had a ton of injuries last year is one of the main reasons. And then they get Lamar back. He, he points out that they started 8-3 and three last year, and they went 6-1 and one in games, decided by 7 points or fewer during that streak. So you do have that or whatever. But they went 8-3, and three and then – Jackson suffers a right ankle injury. He missed the better part of five weeks, and they just fell apart after that point. So, assuming health, they could have a a winning record,
3: I guess would yeah, be the way to their put games it. Because the they b- went 8 and 9 last year. Their games with the Bengals will be big games.
2: Five of their six losses came by three points or fewer, including two losses on failed two point conversions against the Packers and Steelers. After week 12, Baltimore had a 91.3% shot of making it to the postseason the best way to realize that 8.7 long shot is to lose every remaining game which they did okay so that is the reason for uh for that but mainly injuries a lot of guys back their secondary was killed especially they couldn't stop the pass late in the year so just something just something to think about there yeah trimmer and weed eater are interchangeable i don't i'm 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 fine with either one
3: of those yeah it's that fine. is
2: not that is not one that
3: it's whatever I've always called it a, because I have the, the one that has the parts, the the accessories. Mm-hmm. So I have the edger, which is the blade. Oh, at this point, you're changing the out line, the same motor, like the same take, motor is doing different things. Yeah. I don't like edging
2: with the liner, the line. It's a simpler time back when the Independence Bowl was the pool Independence Bowl. It was. Mainstay. They had a lot of them there for a few years. Yeah. Ole Miss played in all of them. Yep. Got all the pins and the USB drives and all the stuff from those, uh, all it, those periods of time.
3: Was the was it the Weed Eater Bowl, Weed Whacker Bowl, Poulain Weed Whacker Bowl, Weed Eater Bowl?
2: It wasn't actually Weed Whacker, right?
3: I don't know. I can't remember. That would be. I always just thought, God, what a what a crappy reward for a college football team—five days in Shreveport. It was Weed Eater, Poulon Independent, Poulon
2: Weed Eater at Independence Bowl, 1990 to
3: 1997. Yeah, it's State Fair Stadium, Independent Stadium on the Louisiana State Fairgrounds. <sighs> nothing, nothing screams tradition like that.
2: <laughs> Do you know the sponsor of the Independence Bowl? Currently? Today? Yes. I don't. Radiance Technologies. You
3: could have given me a million guesses.
2: We'd have been there all day. I didn't know Radiance Technologies was even a company. I would have
3: needed better help within a few hours. (laughs) I would have said, time out. I need to call a therapist. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Uh Therapist would have said, what's wrong? I would have said, I just don't want to be here anymore. He or she would have thought, no, no, it's all good. I mean, no, I don't want to answer this question anymore. Yeah. All right.
2: Uh, just because we're doing this, probably should mention something Ole Miss related at this point. Um,
3: <laughs> what you got? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I saw you posted about game day changes, and that might have been the most interesting thing, and I didn't think that was all that interesting. Um, I am curious, and uh, <laughs> in credit to them,
2: I am wondering how you get and where you logistically put 250 additional points of sale. Because that's a lot of points of sale. Did they have the concourse space for that? I mean, apparently so. I yeah. guess we can ask Paris. I mean, I don't know. But, yeah, like it's 250 additional points of sale, which is that's a substantially high number. Grab-and-go areas, very good. Yes. So they added
3: more like beer areas yes. to reduce those lines. And
2: reduce the ID situation to try to speed things up the way they're doing ID stuff. I saw that as well.
3: That's what struck me again. I went to one college game last year. Yeah. I went to Mississippi State at Arkansas, and the beer lines were such that I'm like, I oh, screw it, I'll, I'll get a beer after the game. I was going to have a beer or two at the game. Nope. The line looked like you'd miss a quarter and a half. When you – And I'm like, well, then why? I mean, the beer's not worth that. So yeah, you you need a lot of more points of sale, but you've got to figure out a way to do that where it's not congested. I guess.
2: Yeah, 250 new point of sale terminals added, which is a 35 percent increase from last season. So 35 percent more points of sale. Um customer facing credit cards, which is a big deal. You're not having to hand you can just do it. You're not yeah, having yeah, to hand over or whatever. Like that does save ten seconds. And ten sure. seconds adds up when you're talking about sure. the lines as, as you're doing. They're doing uh push cart vendors throughout the concourse, which is good. You don't have to go necessarily to the line, you can do it in a different spot. The grab and go footprint is expanded for the stadium. Um I don't know what some of these deck locations and brew houses and stuff are, but they're putting multiples of those on the West Concourse. They're
3: the Blue Moon brew house and the Dosecchi deck. Don't know. I know you're not a big beer person. Are you a do you like Blue Moon at all?
2: I yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. fine. I mean I don't
3: On the hot weather games, a blue moon would be good. As the weather gets colder, I'd be less interested do in Do you a need blue the moon. orange in it? Yeah. You do need the orange that that makes
2: a considerable difference. Yeah. Is there? To me, is it just because it's an option? It could so why be. not just it put it in be. there? I yeah. mean, if you're going to give give me the chance, sure.
3: You a Dos Equis, lager or amber? I'm typically an
2: amber person in general. Really? Yeah.
3: Interesting. Yeah.
2: Tip. I mean, depending on the brand, a little bit, but yeah, that's. But no, look, my beer intake is very minimal. I mean, I like some fruity seasonal southern beers, um, but like you know, nothing wrong with that. I had a, no, 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 I mean, I'm not ashamed of it. It's all good. I mean, I'm, it's an interesting palette, though. I'm like, give me the strawberry, the Covenant strawberry, mm-hmm. the whatever, and then give me whiskey that's just on fire um, and really yeah, nothing in, in between. Because, uh, like, I had a buddy who was really into, like, Oktoberfest came out this week and was like, yeah. oh, it's, it's time. And I'm like, I don't it's know. It's too
3: early. Oh, you think it's too early? Like, I noticed them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I really like Oktoberfest. But I'm like, it's not October yet. And it's, it doesn't have to be October. No, but it's the weather's got to cool a little. I don't want. I think you need a football game. Maybe.
2: I think even this week, if you get a football game, maybe I'll. We're, we're maybe turning. I'll,
3: yeah, maybe I'll pour one into a glass and see what happens. I I, I don't. I'd like for it to cool off a little bit. I'll because an, of the flavor profile, or because it's called what it's called? No, I think the flavor profile. Okay. I'll give you an example. Sure. The other day, I had there's a I know I'm just opening myself up for criticism here, but my kids go up there, so I'm up there Beautiful? some. There's a brewery in Rogers that makes this uh, Key Lime Kolsch. And I'm not typically a Kolsch person, and I'm not really into sours, but it's sort of in between. And it's actually really good. It's one of my favorite beers. And like I think if I poured that in November or December, I'd be like, ah, this doesn't do anything for me. But on a hot day, it hit, it hit the spot. It's perfect. What? D- so I'm, I am I'm into seasonal stuff. I mean, I do think there is... There is something to seasonal like stuff. Like a, a I mean. Guinness in July as opposed to a Guinness in January are two different things.
2: Well, so is you don't want to... I mean, you're probably not going to go, you know, where's that summer shandy in mid-February? No.
1: Horrible.
3: When it's cold, I'm with the limit. But if it's 92 degrees and you're floating in a oh, pool, it's perfect. Oh, it's great. There you go. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So it's, A good I'm Shandy not, is a... I'm not ready for an Oktoberfest yet. A even Shandy, I a really, Rattler. Yeah, like, even though I really like Oktoberfest beers, I'm not ready for them yet. It's too hot.
2: Seasonal beer works every time of the year, except they, they, they there's too many misses in December because they get too Christmassy. That's the worst seasonal period of the year. With the pine... Like I, pine, the, the, I don't understand we made fun of that was it it was a bita it was
3: a beta. The yeah christmas ale
2: it was sap on your tongue literally so, you could see and feel the sap on your tongue why
3: don't i just go to someone's house who has a, a real christmas tree and just take a bite <laughs> it was awful. and a lot of the pecan beers i'm sorry but i don't like them okay and i give beers every opportunity
2: they get a chance and a second I mean, chance. I mean, I am an
3: equal opportunity provider if it comes to beer. Like, will you try it? Sure. I will absolutely try it. But a lot of the pecan stuff, it just, I, it, I don't like
2: it. I don't think it was just a podcast bit. You had a period of time there where you would mow the yard, then want one of those
3: Rita Budweiser things, Yeah, and that's right? too sweet now. Way too sweet. Okay. But yeah, for a little while I gave it a shot. Again, I'm an equal opportunity person. It was a strawberry or a lime light. Okay. It was lime. Is that what it was? Yeah. Was it Lime Marita? Am I right there? Yeah. Like in, I'll be honest, in the in the summer, like if it's super hot and you just got through mowing the yard, like a bud light lime's not bad. Okay. One. One. The second one tastes like crap. <laughs> but it's the a, first one's okay. It's a shower beer and that's it.
2: That's it. Okay. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com, the new lemon flavor, uh, pepper flavor, had it yesterday for lunch, was in a hurry, busy doing a couple different things and uh, and working, take it out of the bag, less than 10 minutes, chopped it up, put it on a salad, it's great for that, great for dinner with the kids and more, so they have six different flavors, my favorites are the signature and the lemon pepper, but they've got a spicy option, they've got a couple full meals in a bag with the garlic butter herb butter and the french quarter alfredo and then the uh, simply shrimp if you'd like to just doctor up yourself maybe a little more discerning palates kids whatnot you can do that and the two pound individually frozen shrimp just like the grocery store except better quality for the restaurant quality shrimp there from new orleans so again primeshrimp.com shrimp.com customers 20 dollars
3: off your first order with code mpw that's prime shrimp.com if you want a special trip that creates a lifetime of unique memories, I suggest you get in touch with John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. He's part of uh, Virtuoso. All you got to do is get in touch with him, give him some parameters, give him a budget. He's going to give you options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or jedwards at regencytravel.net. I had a mailbag up. Uh, It's coming up today. Actually, it's really close to done, but it's not quite there. Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors sponsors that, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573, 662-842-3844. Brought to you by Service Specialist. We talked to you earlier in the week about if you're looking for a job. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, Service Specialist can really help you. Keep in mind, payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You have nothing to lose. So give Will, Sidney, or Kelsey a call, 662-832-5138. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward. Chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. Call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile, 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as industrial, retail, office, medical, and land. B.B. Mitchell with Pinpoint provides a plethora of commercial real estate services, but his core focus is sourcing investment properties for his clients. He advises clients looking to acquire income-producing property with all risk tolerance levels ranging from vacant buildings to investment-grade stabilized assets. Pinpoint takes pride in its attention to detail, professionalism, and hard work. For all of your commercial real estate needs, call BB at 601-934-5008. And we'll brought you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. A lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback ridings. Riding offerings from beginner lessons with trainer Susan Walt to buying your first horse and competing at nationally recognized competitions. To learn more, get in touch with Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm.
2: So, uh, one thing we did do today was actually scanning through your mailbag, um, which we'll discuss tomorrow. If any questions stick out during the day. But we were, uh, I was told last night, and it's very correct, we were bad on math a little when we did that Big Ten contract because we forgot that the league office also will get a full share. Oh, okay. So it's one extra thing gotcha. divided by whatever to whatever that it, that is. Frankly, I think Brett McMurphy messed that up too because I copied some of his stuff, and I don't think he, he he also did not factor that in when he was doing the uh, the math. So well, let's just blame Brett then. Well, that's a good point. All I was doing was taking the guy who wrote it. And, I mean, it wasn't my fault. Said's a very powerful word in journalism. Brett McMurphy said that the
3: numbers were this. I mean, Brett's fault. (laughs) That's on him. Yeah, I didn't do it. (laughs) Wasn't me. I didn't write that story. I wasn't looking at the numbers. He was. I cited him. I said, stadium reported. You did not have a leaked document of the
2: Big Ten contract. It's all all on Brett. (laughs) So 15 or 17 shares there for, uh, for that. Either way they're gonna make a lot of money.
3: Yeah, they're all good. Doesn't change the calculus. It doesn't change the fact that Oregon is now begging the Big Ten. They've gone Oregon's gone from hey, what do you think to They're what? publicly groveling at this point, yes. begging. Yes. Phil Knight publicly groveling. Does it work? I don't know. Everything I hear is that the Big Ten is going to wait and see what Notre Dame decides before it does anything. And in many ways, I think the but SEC – But if you're going would, with more than one, you just leave a spot for Notre Dame. Yeah, but if – sure. But if, if, you're, if Notre Dame says we're coming, don't you want to talk to Notre Dame about who do you want to come with you? At that point, maybe it's Stanford. I'm told that the Big God, Ten – that would be a golden ticket for somebody, wouldn't it? I'm told the Big Ten is obsessed with Stanford. It fits the thing. Yeah, it does. Fine. Uh, so, you know, you don't want to add Oregon right now. They're slow and run the football. It's fine. <laughs> it's the uh it's also a market. Yeah, I'm playing. Yeah. yeah. Um it's a national academic brand. They're big on that. And I think the is gonna wait and see what happens with Notre Dame. If Notre Dame joins, the SEC's gotta answer. Because if Notre Dame joins the Big Ten, suddenly it's 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 really powerful. Oh it's and you have to answer it. With something. Because I think they're going to have the bigger TV contract anyway. The Big Ten. Yes. Yeah. I just don't know. I just, I'm not betting against Greg Sankey. Kind of like Nick Saban. When you saw Kirby get his big deal, you're like, okay, Saban's deal's coming. And sure enough. Kind of that way with the SEC. Until I see them come in second, I'm going to believe they'll come in first. Does that make sense? If they do, then I'll be like, oh, son of a gun. But I just gotta think. No, we're gonna find a way for that deal to be bigger. Yeah, Nick. This said- is the same league that that wants Media Days to have four thousand people there so that they can say they had the most. So the most is important to them. This is a league that in their slogan, the word more is in it. <laughs> I kinda know how they're wired. They aren't bashful
2: about this, are they? It's it's it's
3: it's right there. I just think somehow, some way that TV deal is going to be bigger. Maybe by one penny, but it's gonna be bigger. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I've been around it a while. Kinda of think I know how they work. Certainly how they think. You can bet anything you want to bet that they are desperately trying to make it bigger. Couple just quick asides
2: there as we're uh, getting close to the, end of the show today. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot that Lynn Dawson is the person in the fairly famous photo of the Chiefs at halftime at the Super Bowl and he's smoking the cigarette. He's smoking the cigarette yeah. and drinking the Fresca.
3: Yeah, Fresca. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine an NFL quarterback today smoking a cigarette and drinking a soda at halftime? I, I mean, it would just be it'd be the end of the world.
2: Yeah. He's just sitting in a chair, got a fresco between his legs, and he's...
3: Yeah, just chilling.
2: Puffing on a heater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as you mentioned, what you were talking about is that Nick Saban is, again, the highest-paid coach in the country. His uh, his deal has moved him ahead of Kirby Smart for that,
3: that honor. Yes. That is. You don't think they came across that number by accident, right? I
2: think there's something contractually that says Nick Saban will be the highest paid coach in the country. Whenever that time comes to need that
3: to happen. Uh, I'm just telling you that once Kirby's deal came out they said, well, that's the starting point. Yeah. Whatever number you're putting down, it's more than that. number. Yeah. Hey Greg, did you see? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Yeah, and, and Greg Byrne goes, yeah, whatever. Sure. Write your number in. And yeah, we'll, we'll, here's a blank check. Just don't go crazy.
2: Yeah, Nick Saban uh, currently making $29,315 a day. That's all? That's all. He's worth every penny.
3: To that place, yeah, for sure.
2: You knew it was coming, and it was actually one of my – it's my favorite Internet things is Alabama media rightfully pointing out his worth to the institution – and then the national guys bitching a little bit because of what he makes is, and we got, we got into that yesterday as we always get into that. His worth to
3: the institution, his worth to that community, Mm -hmm. his worth to that state. Yeah, He's just worth it. The economy in that state has benefited so dramatically from that program being as dominant as it's been in the, what's it been 15 years now that he's been there 15, 16 years. Um, if you live there, you know. If you've never lived there, you don't completely know. It's just different. In a good way and in a not so good way, but it's just different. It's there's an obsession with it. I really feel for the guy who replaces him. I just don't know how you walk in and it's replace impossible. I, I I just don't know how you do it. The Every, point, people would say no. Everything would be compared to him. And just, that's a lot. So,
2: anyway, but yes, it's 10 million something. I don't know. I had the numbers, but he and Kirby both over that uh, over that 10 million mark per season at all Georgia.
3: I wonder how long Kirby does this. As opposed to what? Mm, going and playing golf. Oh, just c- calling it a day? Saying I have enough. I don't think Kirby does the Saban thing where he coaches into his 70s. Really don't. I think Kirby's a guy that won another title, won another two titles, made 50, 60 million dollars. 46 years old. Yeah, I just kind of wonder. Is he coaching at 55? It's iffy. I don't know that in this, if if the market, if things don't change, if if it becomes as, all-consuming as it is now if you don't have a sabin-like personality i just don't know that you can do this into your 70s i mean sabin's the guy that the people who know him go well if he didn't do this what else would he do and even sabin i mean very nearly walked away from it to go to tv now you wonder whether he'd be back in it by now but he almost did. He almost left. What was it 2013, according to the book that's coming out, which I, I trust the reporting on it, that he almost left for ESPN. He appears now that he's going to just coach till he – I mean, he's under contract now till the age of, what, 78? Is it that high? I think so.
2: So I saw um, yesterday that Wrangler had um, signed NIL deals with players at 31 different institutions, Okay. and apparently Ole Miss is on that list. They, okay. Quinn Ewers was sort of their headline guy, the Texas starting quarterback, which, I mean, that's on brand. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense in every way yeah. imaginable. But um, the full list of institutions um, that will roll out customized Wrangler gear throughout September. That's not
3: going to work. It, okay, To
2: anyway. Ole Miss people wear Wrangler, they don't that's this is not going to work yeah i don't think so we've talked to enough clothing and people trying to sell gear for different things to realize what well again i'm not saying no one does i'm saying from a broad-based standpoint that Ole miss would not be a school i would target for this promotion
3: by the way i meant to do this uh yes the people at college corner asked me to thank you all the listeners of our uh, podcast as you if you remember back in the I guess starting with the final game of the Super Regional, we did post-game shows after every one of those games and um, talked about, hey, if Ole Miss wins, national championship gear, you all uh, bought it in droves. Um, And we learned a lot about your buying habits through that. Um, But you bought it in droves. You bought more than... A year ago, obviously, Mississippi State won the national title, and they sold a ton. And I think the people at the college corner thought they could never top what happened there. Well, you topped it. So, congratulations and thanks. And also, Podcast Advertising Works.
2: The 31 schools, Auburn, Florida State, Iowa State, LSU, Michigan State, Mississippi State, North Carolina It'll State. it there. It will. Purdue, A&M, TCU, Alabama, Florida, Ole Miss, Nebraska, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee. Yeah. At least that's a portion of it. I don't know if that was thirty-one or not, but it wasn't. The ones but, at Florida, can they can they cut them off? I'm sure they are cuttable. Yes, <laughs> you can edit them
3: into and into, then you into sew shorts. Got to put the hem on them instead of just leaving the. In that like the George the right?
2: Yeah, I mean, like just buy George, yeah, they're hem just like yeah.
3: normal shorts would be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chris Lee tomorrow. Uh, Vanderbilt in Hawaii will be 48 hours away. Woo. Uh, woo. Uh, also, uh, Braden Gall, who's got a lot of interesting college football takes, and this is the last week of the year that you want to get into some interesting college football takes. He's got uh, he's not conventional with teams, so we'll talk to him. One of those will air in the morning. One will air on Thursday night, and then we'll have calls tomorrow night on hand-raised guys. So a full day of uh, podcasting headed your way tomorrow, including another edition of uh, McCrady and Siski tomorrow. A mind on my money tomorrow. I think today's just a one podcast day, right? Drippy, have anything coming out today? Not that I'm aware of. I haven't gotten okay. it yet, at least if so. So I've had some people say, hey, I need some time to catch up on the podcast. Today's the day. Today's your day, because tomorrow is not going to be your day. Yeah, so
2: turn it on. MPW Digital, RebelGrove.com. We'll be back with two podcasts tomorrow, including the show in the morning. So take care. Have a good day.